All right, welcome to the show, Christopher Sanders. Chris, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Now, well, it's noon, I guess, on a Friday at Penn State. When, when I was in college around this time, I was typically very drunk. How come you're not drunk right now? Well, I wish I was, but um, I just got out of class, actually. Um, we've got to head to the gym this afternoon, coach a little bit, and then, then it might be time to go out. All right. What, what's like the, the drink this, these days? So when I went to college, I'm going to date myself, Chris. Mad Dog. You ever hear of Mad Dog? Is that still around? It is. It is. Is is grape still the way to go? Um, to be honest with you, I have not had it in a long time, so I cannot answer that question for you. But Mad Dog is still around; it still is pretty popular. So you know, I feel like kids these days have gotten a little more sophisticated, if you will. Like for us, it was where is the cheapest beer we can get? Like it could be the worst beer, but five dollars all you can drink, I'm in. What's what goes on these days? Well. I'm going to be honest with you for myself. It is still that way. Um, the cheapest <laughs> beer I can find or get my hands on. Um, I will drink. I'm not going to go search out for some expensive beer when I can drink, um, you know, like a dollar of beer. That's fine with me. All right. I, I love it. But let's, let's change gears. Obviously college is a time to party, but what's unique about you, Chris, is you happen to run the Penn state affiliate. Yes. So um, we are a completely student-run uh, CrossFit gym here at Penn State. Uh, we're considered what they call a university affiliate. I'm not sure if they actually um, technically still have them or um, introduce them. But we are kind of separated from Penn State. We are a club on campus. But um, kind of what's unique to us is we are all student-run. We ha- we're all student coaches. Um, we're all volunteer, part-time coaches. We have about 14 coaches, um, if I'm correct. And we have an executive board that helped helps run the gym and oversees uh, kind of like our day-to-day operations. Um, we have about 141 members. So what um, it's kind of cool with that, that might be your, probably your average number of um, members for your average affiliate. Um, and, but we're all students, we're all student run and um, we're, we don't have full-time jobs. So we're not really a full-time gym. So let, let's talk about some of the big differences between having a an affiliate on campus versus an affiliate. First of all, before heading to Penn State, what year are you at Penn I'm a State? Senior, senior there at Penn State. What's what's your major? Um, information science. So actually, nothing related to anything with CrossFit or fitness in general. What does that lead you to want to do when you graduate? What can um, you do with that degree? Work in the cybersecurity world or um, work as an analyst. Do you envision doing that or being involved in CrossFit? Um, to be honest with you both, um, I would love, so I'm a, I have my level one. Um, I've been coaching here for roughly, I think three years now. Um, I would love to still coach after uh, I graduate, obviously on a part-time basis, um, find a gym that I can, can coach at, but, um, I do want to get a full-time career. Um, and then maybe down the road, um, then I can, might be able to open up my gym or, you know, run a gym at that time. So. Did you find CrossFit at school or did you already go to a box before heading to, to uh, the Nittany Lions? So I had actually never done CrossFit before I came to Penn State. Um, that's kind of, to be honest with you, a lot of our members have never done CrossFit before they came here. Um, whether they, you know, heard it through a friend or they just saw us on campus, they came and joined us. And then my freshman year when I came in, um, I started CrossFit and I never left. What what was the appeal? So 
you know, like I've said, I've always worked out, including when I was in college, but it was, you know, the typical back and buys, chest and tries type of thing. Yep. What was the appeal to join a CrossFit when you, you know, you have these four years of freedom, if you will? Um, so when I first started here at Penn State, I was going to the gym, the regular gym. Um, I don't know how many times a week. And like, to be honest with you, I got bored of it. Um, no one was going to push me to go and no one was going to make me to go. Um, and then I guess I was walking through our involvement there. Here we have a Penn State and someone stopped me and handed me a flyer and they told me all about it. They told me about the community they have. Um, and I had heard about CrossFit briefly in high school. Um, I just never got around to joining or, you know, joining a box or something. And then I went and I saw everyone, you know, my age, you know, they, we were all different in different ways, but we were all the same. We all wanted to get to the gym, get in and get stronger. And I kind of just joined and I found a bunch of friends. You know, some of my best friends are from the Penn State CrossFit Club. I actually live with three kids that I met here um, at Penn State from CrossFit. And that's one of the kind of the cool things here. We're all young and we're all kind of one big community. So, so let's talk about some of the differences. You know, you, I've owned three affiliates. You own an affiliate, you have to pay affiliate dues. You have tons of bills to pay. You're trying to attract people from a you know wide demographic. So first thing I would guess is only students, can teachers also come to the affiliate? So we are mostly students. We, we do allow faculty to come join us. We have maybe one or two um, that do come and work out with us. Is, is it because I assume more faculty do CrossFit, maybe wherever they leave to? How, why do you think less faculty come in? Is it because it's all the students? I would, I would guess it's mostly that's, that's the main reason. There are two affiliates, um, downtown State College, um, that are about maybe a mile away. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they do have a few of the, I guess, Kines professors or nutrition professors that do go work out there. Um, so I would guess it is because we're all students here. But when you get like a really good looking TA, do you secretly try to get her to come into the affiliate? Like, hey, trade with us. We welcome everyone. Okay. You're good. You know, you're going to be a good politician, I think, one day, Chris. Uh, so, so, okay. Tell me some of the other differences. Is there a membership? Yes. So we do have a semester membership and then a year membership. Um, you can pay by semester or you can pay, just pay for the full year. Um, and we do charge dues uh, per, per semester. So g give me an idea. When is, is Penn State, do they still run a standard like a fall and spring semester? Yes. Yes. So, so what does it cost for one semester? I show up, you know, end of August, early September through December. What does that cost? So one semester, um, our dues are $135. And for the full year, it's 250 if I believe, uh, correct. So that's a very cheap compared to a tip. I mean, that's a, your one year is the cost of one month at some boxes. Yes. And that's kind of something that we push when we have new people come in, we will show them our, you know, how much it costs to be a member here for a year. And then we'll show them, you know, it might cost that at some of your top profile gems for just for one month. And that's what I hope, hope I think that's, that gets what um, a lot of people to come join us. And you say you have about 140 members and that's what are some of the things that allows you to keep the cost so low? So point being, if I charged only 250 a year, you know, I have to pay for my, you know, Wattify or sugar water, whatever you're using. I have to pay rent. I have to buy new equipment every so often. How are you affording just keeping the doors open? 
So we, um, we have space here in the, um, it's called the Armory. It's the Penn State ROTC building. Um, it is their drill deck. So it's one, it is one big garage. Um, and that's where we started back in 2012. And over, over, the, over the years, we've pretty much turned it into a CrossFit gym. Um, so they let us work out of there for free. They don't charge us. Um, so we share our equipment with them. They share uh, their equipment with us. So mainly our big costs are equipment. Um, updating our equipment, getting new equipment every semester. Um, and then we have, I guess, just marketing materials every semester that we try to put out there. So considering there's no owner, how do you guys make those decisions? So we have an executive board. We have an executive board of six different um, students here. Um, and I guess one of the cool things, cool things is that um, if you're an owner or you're a head coach at a gym, they are, they're the ones that make the main, main decisions. Um, they're going to make every decision on what you buy, what you don't buy, what you put your money towards. Um, with an exec board here, we make decisions together as a group. So not one person makes that decision. We kind of, you know, pile our thoughts and ideas together and we all decide what's the best interest for the club, what we want to, you know, put our money towards, what we want to pursue next. Um, we kind of all work together in that regard. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, sometimes having a committee like that can make it way more complicated than just hey chris makes the decisions so i say to be honest with you i think it's a good thing um because um if we do have one or two people that are making all of this all of the decisions uh we might you know we're gonna have blinders on we might not see different opportunities or different ideas but when we have people from different backgrounds from different i guess majors or just from you know they had this at their gym um they're it's good because they can throw their ideas all into a pile and we can kind of can pick and go from there have you served on that executive board? Yes. So I've been the president of um, Penn State CrossFit for the last two years. And currently still? Yes. So, oh, so you're president and coach? Yes. So um, a lot, most of our exec board members are coaches as well. So there's six of you. Say Chris is like, hey, we need a new set of 45s. Yes. Do, how many of you have to agree on that? We don't have a set number. Um, so... If we do need something, you know, as long as we see a use for it, we will just go ahead and spend the money for it. We don't have a set number. We have to vote on things. Um, but just if we see a good interest, um, that it will benefit the club. What's been one thing that you were like, I really want to do this, and you got shot down by the board? Um, so I guess it hasn't been something I've been shot down on the board from. But so as I said before, uh, we kind of work out of the ROTC building. Um, I guess you could call us their tenants. Um, so we have to respect their space um, because it is their building. Um, first and foremost. One of the things that we would love to have done is, I guess, we have rowers in our facility. We would love to put bikes in and more equipment like that. Um, but we kind of can't expand past um, the space that we have now because that is the main purpose of the building, to serve the ROTC community. And um, we have to kind of respect their space. But at the same time, we kind of can have our own blueprint in there. So I guess, you know, keeping us confined, um, it is a good thing and a bad thing, but we would have loved to uh, move out and, um, add more equipment in there if we could as president do you think if you were to graduate you know you will graduate in may yes and, and you didn't and you'd be like hey mom dad i'm not going to, you know thanks for the degree but i'm not going into <laughs> you know whatever your thing whatever you said it was called earlier do you think you're you've set yourself up for success to be an affiliate owner in the real world i definitely i definitely do think um i would have success um i don't have everything it would take um, I joke with my roommate all the time. I tell him I'm just going to drop out of school and go, you know, run a gym. And he jokes back with me telling me that I already did pretty much. 
But um, I've definitely learned a lot through the years um, with our past exec boards and our past coaches. They've definitely taught me a lot. Um, and when I go home, um, I go to CrossFit King of Prussia outside of Philadelphia. Oh, you know Amy. I didn't I know realize Amy. you knew Amy and Jason. Amy. Okay. Yep, Amy and Jason. Um, but they have taught me a lot um, just by going to Amy's classes. And she's taught me a lot as a coach. And I've kind of watched her, you know, from behind the scenes of how she runs the gym there, how she operates, and how all of her coaches run their classes. And that's definitely something that has helped me as a coach and as someone um, in a leadership position in, a, in the gym here at Penn State that um, it's definitely set me up for success, whether I want to open a gym later down the road or whether it's like as a professional, um, the way I carry myself in, um, in school here. Yeah, and I even assume some of those decisions will be a lot easier. You know, you don't have to talk to anybody else. You just get to pick it out. So, you know, with, with so many people and, and somewhat of a limited space, how many classes do you offer a day? So it depends on the day. Um, on a Monday, we have a morning class. We have an 8, eight o'clock class. We have a 1 o'clock, one o'clock class. Then we have a 5.30, 6.30, and then we have an open gym at night. Um, we, that's our schedule on Monday, Wednesday. Um, on Tuesday and Thursday, we're a little bit limited just because they have a lot of stuff happening in there. So we just have a morning and afternoon class. And then on Fridays, we have a morning, afternoon, and then, I guess, uh, an early evening class. So I love that your early morning class is 8 a.m. Yes. at a college campus. There's no – no, no one's getting up at 5.30 to hit nope. those workouts no, there. No one, is not, no one is getting up at 5.30. Um, I don't even wake up for the 8 o'clock class. But um, we do have the early risers that want to get in there before class. How do you find that balance of – well, let me ask you before that. How many classes do you coach a week? Personally? You, yeah, you specifically. I coach, I think, three, three or four classes a week. I coach a Monday night, um, a Thursday afternoon, a Friday at night. How do you find time to coach those classes and then still hit the workouts considering there is somewhat of a limited opportunity? Yes, definitely. So when I was actually first um, getting my L1, that's something my mom had told me. Um, she was a personal trainer and she had mentioned that once you start coaching or training people, you don't have enough time to work out yourself. And I kind of blew that off. But I quickly noticed that that I'm, if I'm coaching, you know, so many classes, I won't have time to work out. Um, but I guess it's all just time management, getting to the gym early or staying after. Um, to work on to, whether to catch that uh, late class that I'm not coaching, I can hop in on um, or get to the gym in odd hours of the day when other people aren't in there. Um, because I do have a heavy class schedule right now. I'm taking 21 credits to finish up my senior year. Oh, somebody, somebody slacked off a little bit. Somebody's a little behind. Yes. <laughs> but um, I guess that besides school, working out and coaching are, you know, my two big priorities right now. So just getting to the gym when I can um, is all I can try to do. And are you paid to coach at this yeah, affiliate? No, it's all volunteer. So, and the, was your level one paid for by the club? Um, we we reimburse our some of our coach, all of our coaches actually, um, a certain amount for their level one just to help with it. What's where's the motivation then? I mean, for a lot of people, hey, I get it. We love coaching, but you're busy you're taking twenty one credits, finding time to work out. I assume. You're chasing after women nonstop. You're in college. Where do you get the motivation to want to coach? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not really sure where it started. Um, I, when I was a sophomore, I think my freshman summer, my sophomore summer, I'd gotten my L1. Um, and the motivation back then was just to learn more about the sport. And that's definitely something you get out of your level one to learn more about CrossFit and more about the movements. 
And then as I guess the last few years have went on, um, I kind of got the motivation of just like helping people. And um, because people have helped me get to where I, where I am as an athlete, whether it's getting my first muscle up, my first um, double under, my first handstand push up, And um, I kind of saw what they got out of it. And that kind of has pushed me these last few years to keep coaching um, or to keep wanting to help people in the gym. What program do you guys follow? So we have, um, as a part of our executive board, we have a head coach and he programs all of our workouts for us. Is, is that an elected position? Yes. So who, who votes, the board or all of the members? All the members vote. Every, uh, I guess, March or April, we have um, a club vote on our executive board for a president, a vice president, a treasurer, and a uh, head coach. And is, is this a highly sought, are these highly sought after positions, like multiple people running, you have to perform a speech to tell why you'd be great. Like, Hey, I promise, you know, more recess type of thing, free sodas in the cafeteria. Um, definitely. If you want to become a leader in the club, um, there are a good number of people that want, I guess would uh, want to apply for these positions. We won't, we don't require anything like a speech or anything. We do require a write up um, in case some people in our community don't know that much about you. Um, they can just read what you've done in the past few years um, and guess what your motivation to, to hold that position is. How important is your fitness level on you attaining that position? Zero. There's absolutely zero um, look at how you are as an athlete. It is how, more so how you are as a leader, uh, how you are, I guess, if you're personable or not, if you can get things done, and just what are the other things that you have accomplished um, throughout the last few years that you've been a part of the club? So you tell me Matt Frazier walks in, you're going to beat him, you're going to be president? <laughs> It, it, it that's not something that we look at at all and I'm, I'm hoping it's not something that our members look at um, because um, it doesn't matter if you're the best athlete in the gym um, it matters if you can um, organize a group of people and lead them to uh, be a really good organization on campus you know you go to a lot of affiliates in, in this day and age almost every affiliate has a success story where someone's lost 100 pounds now 95% of your members are somewhere between the age of 18 and 22, I'd assume. Yes. So what have been some of the biggest transformations or, or great stories that you've had amongst your members at such a young age? So we have a bunch of them and it's really cool um, because we are, you know, 18, 19, 20, and 21 years old. Um, a lot of, a good number of our members, I guess a good portion come in just because they want to be better athletes or more fit. But then we also have a good portion that want to just come in and lose weight. And that's something, I guess, that I've been in the club, what, now four years that I've been able to see these last um, last few years. I'll meet someone, they'll come in as a freshman, and then two years later, I'll, I'll just be thinking about that person, or I'll look at them in the gym, and I'll look back to where they started at. Um, a lot of times, I'll, I'll pull out my phone, and I'll take a video of someone deadlifting for the first time, and then a few years later, I'll go back and I'll look at that video um, as they're maxing out their 400-something pound deadlift. Um, so it's really cool, especially as a coach, um, and I guess as a leader in the community here, I can kind of have that broad view and just look at everyone when they first come in, and I'll remember them down the road, um, because we have had a lot of people that have lost a, you know, a good amount of weight that have really changed their life, and um, for me personally, this club has changed my life, um, and I can guarantee you a lot of other people would say the same thing, just because it has allowed us to become, I guess, better people and uh, fit in more within a community of people here at Penn State. So at a normal affiliate, 
inter-affiliate dating, you know, mm. is sometimes good, sometimes frowned upon, but certainly no coaches dating members. What happens here? I mean, you're in college. I imagine it's workout, uh, basically just like nude time b- beyond that. Just everyone just like partying, hooking up, college kids after after the workout. What goes on? Is it do you guys have rules there? Is it just like hey, just you know, typical college dating type of thing? Uh, I guess we. I wouldn't say we really have rules. It's just you know, be respectful of your peers. We do. That's actually one of the cool things about our club. Um, we, you know, we're a community within, you know, in the gym. We work out, we throw, throw down every single day in the gym. But then on the weekends, we, you know, we all hang out and we spend time with each other. Um, as I said before, a lot of us live with each other just because they're our best friends. And, you know, we all go out on the weekends together. We'll get together for, I guess, social events um, and just stuff outside the gym. I would say we do more together outside the gym than we do inside the gym. And that's one of the good things uh, to creating a strong community. You know, 18 to 22, I'm sure there's a little bit of ego, but you're also, you know, healthier, fitter than, you know, the average gym that might have a 50, 60, 70 year old in there. Talk to me about what happens with scaling at your box. So that's one of our most important things. Um, it, one, because we do have athletes that come in that have never done CrossFit before. Um, two, we also do have the athletes that come in with, I guess, little perch on their shoulder um so that's one of the things we focus on the most but i would say it's one of the hardest things that we have to uh, do um whether to walk up someone and tell them they have to scale down um a lot of the times i guess when i'm coaching or some of the others coach when we go over the weights for a workout we won't even say what what our extra scale is we might mention it but we'll really really hone down on if you can't do this for so many reps or you can't you know do these five unbroken you have to scale down um because it can lead to injuries and we are such young athletes that if you start having injuries now, um, you know, it's only going to hurt you down the road. On the college level, who do you guys cheer for the most when it comes to the games? Your, your, your top athletes, you know, uh, the, actually the ones that we look up to, the Matt Frazier's, the Tia's, the Annie Thor's daughters of the world. Uh, we love them. Um, so we all look up to each and every one of them. Are you not like more impressed with a, younger athlete like Haley Adams, who's, you know, out of high school or college. I don't know. She's very young, but yeah. I mean, does that, is that more impressive to you than someone like Atia? Of course. Yeah. Actually, um, someone I just said, uh, meant to mention just now, um, there's a guy by the name of Drew Wayman. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. He was actually, a, um, the president of the, um, university of Cincinnati CrossFit gym for a few years. Um, he's, I guess in school now for his DPT, but he's 23, 24 and he's competing at these sanctional events. He's, you know, on the doorstep of making it to the games. He was just at the Mayhem Classic a few weeks ago. Um, but that's, that's somebody I look up to, and a lot of our members do, when we can watch him on a live stream and, and just say that's someone we used to compete against. When you walk around Penn State and you have some of, I mean, one of the greatest athletic programs in, in the world, is it hard to not want to go up to, like, for example, a big fan of the Penn State wrestling team, I'm not going to say anything crazy, Chris. I see your smirk. But I'm a big fan of the Penn State wrestling team. Kale Sanderson, when you guys are the dominant wrestling team these days, is it hard not to want to go up to those guys and be like, dude, if you did CrossFit, you can make it to the game. It's like you're that fit. Yeah, um, kind of. I guess that's just my blinders on, I think, CrossFit. You know, um, that is how you get fit in my eyes. Um, I would love to, you know, invite them in for a workout. I love Kale and I love the Penn State wrestling team. But um, each sport has their different um, 
you know, I guess strength and uh, conditioning techniques, what they use, what has worked for them over the years. Um, and that's why Penn State is, you know, the best wrestling program in the country, just because they've been doing what they've been doing for the last, I guess, 10 years now. Have you considered calling out one of these teams to do a CrossFit I have, style competition? I have thought a lot about DMing, whether it's Coach Franklin or Coach Sanderson on Twitter, to see if they want to come and join us. I might still do that. I have a few months left, so. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be a great fundraiser as well. Do you, and speaking of that, do you guys do fundraisers? So um, we do a number, a good number of fundraisers throughout the year. Um, one of the cool things that we kind of started this year, or I guess last year, is that we'll host different clubs on campus, whether it's a fraternity, whether it's uh, the club volleyball team, or the um, who did we have in last week? Um, just different club sports. We'll bring them in for a workout. Um, we did a joint workout with club gymnastics. Uh, we'll bring them in for a workout, um, and then we'll go to their facility, and they'll teach us some gymnastics things. So it's really cool that we've been able to share um, the methodology of CrossFit, not just with our own community, but with other clubs on campus and hopefully um, bring some of them in, you know, to come be members at our gym. Um, but that's been something that's been really been cool, um, just to share uh, what we do with other people. Yeah, it's almost like a mixer, right, where you yeah. get like a fraternity yes. and sorority together. By the way, has anyone told you you look like Matt Damon? Uh, I've gotten that a few times, actually. All right, so just to get that out of the way, if you Google them. And before we do wrap up, where do you guys have a, a Instagram or any social media specific to, to the Penn State box? Yes, yeah, so on Instagram, you can find us at PSU CrossFit or on Facebook, um, where I think it's just Penn State CrossFit. You said PSU CrossFit on Instagram? Cool. So what are some of the other differences that I'm just not thinking about? I mean, you've gone to – I mean, for those that don't know, King of Prussia is one of the best boxes. Amy and her husband Jason run a fantastic box. She's on the seminar staff. She's incredibly fit. It's an old movie theater that they've converted into a box. but. You know, what are some of the other differences that I wouldn't even think to ask you about? Um, I guess we kind of touched on it briefly, but it's just the age difference. Um, if you go to a regular CrossFit gym, you're looking at people, I guess, from the age of maybe 21 to however old, 60, 70 years old. Uh, but at Penn State, you, you're exclusive to that four years to the 18 to 21 uh, year old range. Um, so if I, go to, if I go home to King of Prussia and I hop in a class, I'm with, you know, people my parents' age when I'm, I'm taking class with, but I'm also next to people that are a few years older than me. Um, I guess it's just the community's different. You know, when I come here, I'm next to people that are my age. I'm, I guess it is a little bit more competitive. We're trying to beat each other, or um, we're just trying to see who's the fittest in the club at some, some point. But just the age difference, and it changes the whole um, spectrum of our community a little bit. Do you guys ever do any in-house competitions? funny you actually just said that um we don't do any in-house competitions but um once a semester we have something called the mid-atlantic college classic um it was started i think seven or six years ago um and it's a competition between about five or six different schools from the mid-atlantic region whether it's university of delaware villanova temple um we have the naval academy now and each semester we switch turns hosting and we have a competition whether it's i guess late october or early march um, and we get a bunch of college students together and just throw down. Um, we call it the golden keg is the trophy. Um, but this April, April 11th, we're actually hosting our first competition. Um, it's going to be called the Nittany Lion CrossFit Classic here in State College at our facility. So that's something we're really excited about. Um, we've hosted um, uh, comp 
petition for college students before, but we haven't done one that has been open to the public. So hopefully we can um, get people up here to come compete and be a college student again for a weekend. So this is open to anyone in the, in the world, really, that wants to just yeah, you want throw to it down. And yeah. it's just, where will you be hosting it? Here at Penn State, um, as I said, we operate out of the Wagner building. Um, but the, we actually just released it today. Before I hopped on with you, I just pushed it out. But um, it's going to be here at our facility. Um, it's going to be a same-sex partner competition. And we hope to you know, draw a good number of people from the Pennsylvania area up here. And will you be doing the programming for that? Uh, yes, it'll be. I, we have to. Set, we haven't sat down yet, but it's going to be between um, some of our coaches and our exec board members. So, over the years, have you done some of the programming for the box? Yes. So every actually this year, um, I you know just reached out to our head coach and I asked if I could program maybe a few a, a few workouts here and there. But um, that's something that I've kind of touched my toes in a little bit is programming and something I love doing. I learned you know, a lot about it at the level one, but there still is a lot more to learn about programming. Can you think of a workout that you program that you're proud of? Like, you're like, that was a really good workout. Um, I guess it wouldn't be something that I program. It was actually something I stole from Amy um, at KOP that I, I know I programmed here at the gym. Um, it was, I guess it was three rounds of a thousand meter row, um, 30 pull-ups and 30 GHDs for three rounds. And that I, you know, did that workout down at KOP and I brought it back up here and I love that workout. Um, I guess another thing about Amy is um, when she, when I take her classes, I'm constantly watching her, how she coaches, how she runs her classes and how she programs. And I'll kind of take mental notes in my head and then I'll bring back here that when I run my classes here, I'll try to model them off hers and her coaches. That's really cool to hear. You know, when, when you hear about a college affiliate, you assume it's going to be, tons of programming, like just training all day, no coaching involved. But it sounds like you guys have done a really nice job still sticking to the, you know, tenants of CrossFit and that, hey, this is all about coaching and, and moving better and, and feeling better. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised on like a weekly basis that people come up to me and they're saying, I want to get my level one. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say that's awesome. But you don't, I never thought I'd see that you know, so many people wanting to be a coach or wanting to get better or wanting to help, you know, I guess their fellow uh, athletes to become, be you know, better students and better athletes themselves. It's really important at the box level to talk nutrition. Yes. What goes on at your box when it comes to nutrition? Because you're, you're on a college campus. We've talked about, hey, on the weekends, I'm sure you guys enjoy like I did. So how do you promote a healthy nutrition, especially you're eating, you know, you're eating at a, at a which I assume Penn State has a great cafeteria system. But, but what do you guys talk about? So I'm going to be honest with you. Nutrition isn't one of the th um, things that, you know, we focus on like 100%. Um, we do have a lot of our students here that are studying nutrition or um, they're studying, like, they, uh, studying in the kinesiology department. Um, that will reach out and help to help a lot of our athletes with their nutrition. Every once in a while, you know, someone will ask in our, you know, our group on group me or whatever we use, um, you know, what they can do to better themselves um, in terms of nutrition. And then we'll always have that coach or that um, older student that'll reach out and say, if you need help, just let me know. Um, I, I can help you with whatever you need. And that's, that goes back to the thing of helping, you know, your fellow student, whether it's as a coach or as an individual. And we see that a lot. And that's something that's really cool. How many of your uh, previous coaches or, or e-board members have left, graduated, and then stay involved in CrossFit in the real world? 
I can't think of one that hasn't. Um, we have so many of our previous coaches or members that go on to be coaches at other gyms. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Colin Glassy. He used to be the president of the club here back when I was a freshman. And he's now finishing up his DPT, his doctorate in physical therapy. And he's been coaching for the last four years. Um, I probably can name five or six people that are still coaching at CrossFit gyms, but they're all, for the most part, they're all still doing CrossFit. They're all still competing, which is really cool because a lot of them got their start here at Penn State. Is there any hazing involved? Absolutely not. No hazing? Like, not, not like crazy hazing. I mean, like fun hazing. Like, none at all. Drink this beer on the weekend. You're (laughs) You're a freshman type of thing. None of that? Or do you have to say that? None at all. Um, we really try to have, you know, the Penn State CrossFit Club be inclusive to everyone, whether it's um, you've never done anything athletic in your life before or you've been doing high school sports. You're the, you know, the, the guy back in high school. Um, we want to bring everyone in here. Um, so we just want to be inclusive and have our doors open to everyone. Hey, it sounds really awesome. I wish there was, you know, something like this when I was in college instead of the dungeon gym where we would bench and luckily squat every so often but it sounds like you got things going well I mean you got 21 credits on your plate you got a competition coming up your when does your presidency uh when does your term come to end um I guess the end of the year we do have elections in um late March for the next school year and then we kind of have a uh, transition period where we get them you know their feet settled in for next year and will you be endorsing a candidate nope I I I'm not sure who's running right now, but I probably have full confidence in any one of the people that, you know, would take over next year. Do you guys have a strong alumni presence when they graduate? Do they come back to work out with you guys? Yeah. And that's one of the, that's another cool thing that we have. Um, I'll always get a text every once in a while from someone saying, Hey, I'm coming up Friday to work out with you guys. Um, But every fall, I guess we'll have a group of alumni that, you know, get together to come up for a football game and they'll always stop in on a Friday afternoon to come work out with us. Sometimes I'll even let them coach our Friday class um, just because they want to come back and they miss it so much. Last couple of questions. What are some of the intangibles you think you've learned via this opportunity to basically run a box as as a college student? What are some of the Uh, things that putting you ahead, you know, the average Penn Stater, you know, whether they're in another club or not graduates, what are some things that, Hey, I'm hiring, you know, for, for your major, what sets you apart? Um, I guess just like a few things, um, managing and organizing a large group of people is one of them. And that's something I've had a lot of experience in the last, last few years, um, whether it's managing or running a budget, um, because we have a kind of a budget every, every single semester, every year, whether it's for, um, different events we have or different equipment or I guess competitions that we have. Um, and I guess the last thing would be, um, just like working with people that are my age. Um, I do that. So I work here at the campus gym as well. And I have, um, I'm a supervisor here at the gym and I have to oversee um, employees that are my age, sometimes even older than me. And that's something I've had experience in and I've definitely gained, whether it's from the club or my own campus job here at Penn state. So you're, I believe potentially the youngest guest we've ever had on the show. Let me ask you some real world questions. All All right. right, Chris. All right. Do you know what a VCR is? Yes. Did you have one? I did. I think I still have one at home. Did you have a MySpace account? 
I didn't, but I, I knew people that did. You knew people that did? Do you know what a cassette is? Yes. Did you own a cassette? I believe I did. Okay, so you're, you're, you're still young. Did you ever have, hear a busy signal? No. Oh, I, I think I might know what that is. Okay, so let me explain something to you. In the 90s, when you were a teenager and you were in, interested in a girl and you were lucky enough to get this girl to call you, there was potential you know, that you were getting another call and they would get a busy signal and or your mom would actually pick up another line in the house and yell at you while you're on the phone with this girl. So you've never had to experience that. Not that I can remember, no. I still have people when I'm at home on the phone picking up the other phone in the house and trying to talk. But Oh, so you just have a landline? We do. I still have a landline, yes. And is that still mandatory? Like when I went to college, you got a landline in your room. Do you still have that? Uh, not in my apartment here at State College, but back in my home, home, I have a landline there. What are some of the challenges of your generation that someone of my age would not be aware of? Um. While it's a blessing, um, I would say technology. Um, it is so awesome. That is, I guess, what I'm studying. But um, it is so really awesome with all the new and emerging technology. But I guess there's a downside to it. And that's one of the, I guess, problems that we have as a generation is we're always glued to our phone. Or I can, you know, get an email. You emailed me and I had it within a second. Um, I'm not going to go home and sit down and check my email when I get home. I can just get it right on my phone. I can get anything on my phone. You know, so... I'm 41. My wife's 35. If we go out to dinner, it's like very, hey, put our phones down. Let's spend some time together. It, does that happen at the college level? Or are you guys just like so attached to your phone that you forget to talk to people? We try. We Sometimes we'll say, all right, put your phone in the middle. But um, just walking down the street here, it's unbelievable. You'll walk down the street or you'll ride your bike down the street and people will have their phone glued to their face. I'll walk into them on purpose sometimes. <laughs> Just they won't look or they won't even they'll cross the street, not even knowing who's coming. I'm just kind of sad, but that's kind of, I guess, like in the world we live in now, technology. What's a college, um, say someone's listening to this and they want to listen to some music for their workout. What do the college kids listen to? Do you have like a Spotify mix you can recommend? Um, it's just like you're, it's different. I'm going to say that. I guess it's where you came from or what you, you know, what you do. Um, for most of our gym, it's in your heavy, heavy rock, your, your, your metal. Um, for me, we say heavy rock. What are you referring to? You're talking like JT, Adam Levine. I don't even know what I'm referring to. It's just that heavy metal music. That's what like the rap music. That's what most of our, I guess, our members like. Personally, I will listen to country music when I work out. All right. Or so I'll, I'll listen to classic rock when I work out. And people hate uh, it. People will just go in there and listen to music, but. Um, I guess it all depends what where you came from or what you like. Yeah, I feel like we get along from the music front. Classic rock, country is not too bad. So you you mentioned that's kind of your major. What are some things that the, the average person, you know, not getting their degree right now is unaware of for future and technology? That it's growing so much, I would say. Um, it's growing every day. Um, and technology is connected to everything, whether you know it or not. Um, every single, probably everything that's electronic is some way shape or form connected to the internet um, whether it's your fridge but believe it or not your fridge could be connected to the internet anything that you know lights up or turns on um it's kind of scary um and there, there's just a lot more um i would I, there's a lot less privacy out there today 
um, whether it's your Amazon Alexa that could be listening to you, your, your laptop, my um, little screen here. I don't know if it's on or off. Someone could be recording me. Just There's a lot less privacy in the world today, um, but that also comes with the cost of, you know, the new efforts in technology. I see a lot of people put like a sticker on their computer. Is one. that, you have one? Is Should I do that? Is somebody watching me? You never know. Or you never know when you accidentally tune into a FaceTime. I've done that before. I'm not paying attention. And I actually hope accept. I hope you weren't doing anything <laughs> great in, in front of your computer. Um, anyway, let's keep it clean in case mom listens. So and wrapping up, what else would you have to say about, you know, your PSU CrossFit and, and, and where it's going, what you're doing, or anything else that you'd like to let the listeners the best hour of their day know about? Um, I would just say that, you know, CrossFit is definitely growing um, in the younger community. Um, there's been so many new university affiliates that are popping up out of nowhere. I'll have people email me or um, our past exec board has helped people help people start CrossFit gyms at their university. Um, but I'll have people that, that'll email me and ask how can they start something at their gym. And we'll try to help them out, um, give them like a roadmap of how to start your own affiliate. Um, but it, just since I was a freshman here, I think I've probably seen five or six within our area, the Pen uh, uh, Pennsylvania area that have popped up. Um, but CrossFit in the younger generation is definitely growing. Um, I'll always go home and at the, you know, I'll tell people about it at my gym and they'll, they'll say, oh, wow, I wish I would have started when I was your age. Um, so that's something that's really been cool to grow CrossFit and the sport of fitness, um, the college students. Do you feel like CrossFit has prevented you from gaining a ton of weight while you're in college? Yes, definitely. And it's definitely made me more athletic. I'm still not, I, you know, the most athletic person ever. Um, but it's definitely, you know, given me more um, motivation and confidence and um, been able to, I guess, lose weight in college rather than gain it, gain that freshman 15. Absolutely. All right. Before wrapping up, remind everybody where they can check out the box, you, anything else you want to give a shout out to sign up for this competition you got coming up. Yep. You can check us out over on Instagram at PSU CrossFit or on Facebook at Penn State CrossFit. Check us out. Give us a follow. Um, we can see what we do. If you want to check out our competition coming up in April, head over to our Facebook page and you can find all that information there. And if you're looking for maybe a, a coach when Chris graduates, right? Assuming you 21 credits, that seems ambitious. Yeah, hopefully I'll get through. What, 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 what happened? How did you get to the point that you need 21 credits your last semester? I had changed majors early in college, my freshman year. Um, so I was a little bit behind. I was about a year behind, but, uh, and just not taking the right classes, maybe having to drop a few classes here and there, but I think I'll so, be fine. Come May, hopefully I'll have my degree. A lot of kids go to college for seven years, Chris. Call Save me a lot of money, hopefully. They're called doctors. But anyway, <laughs> it's been really fun talking to you, Chris. It was really eye-opening. I had no idea. I'd never spoken to a, to a, a college ahead of box before. I'm quite jealous. Like I said, I put on the freshman 15 my first year and, you know, certainly didn't learn as much as you're learning about leadership and entrepreneurship and, and fitness. So really awesome that you have that opportunity at Penn State. I'll give you one opportunity. Here we go. I know you're supposed to do this. I'm supposed to say we are. We are. And you're, what are you supposed to say? I'm supposed to say Penn State back. Uh, I'm supposed to say Penn State back? 
I thought I'd say we are. I say, go ahead. We are. Penn State. But yeah, Jason, if you're ever, you know, in the central Pennsylvania area, come check us out. We would love to have you. Absolutely. I would, I would love to make that happen. And thanks so much for coming on and hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the festivities and great luck with your competition coming. Thank you very much. Have a, thanks for having me on. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, Please don't hesitate. Email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.